psychological health and safety is an issue for anyone who works in any industry where there are other humans involved in any way, including those that advocate for occupational health and safety itself. We'll talk with the founders of a new community designed to be a safe place and a safe space for those who advocate for safety. Up next on this episode of the Psych Health and Safety USA podcast. From Flourish DX, this is the Psych Health and Safety USA podcast. As workplace mental health has become a global priority, there's a greater focus on addressing psychosocial hazards. Each episode, we look at psychological safety from an occupational health and safety perspective. Let's talk psych health and safety. Welcome to this week's Psych Health and Safety USA podcast. I'm your host, Dr. I. David Daniels, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Each week, we seek to increase awareness of the importance of psychological health and safety by learning from the lived experiences, research, and expertise of our guests, as well as advocating strategies to reduce harm and minimize vulnerability to psychosocial hazards in the American workplace. While it's difficult to determine when safety became a profession, the earliest records of safety-related standards go back as far as 4000 BC, when Egyptian warriors, embalmers, and weapons manufacturers had laws to do their job and to avoid accidents given to them by the pharaoh. The first global effort focused on workers' safety occurred in 1919, when the International Labor Organization was formed. More contemporarily, in 2017, the International Network of Safety and Health Professional Organizations signed a commitment to improve OHS professional and practitioner capabilities called the Singapore Accord. In 2023, a unique effort to support individuals in the safety profession and others interested in safety called the Safopedia community was formed. In this episode, we're privileged to have the two most responsible for forming the community as our guests. So let's start with an introduction from our guest by our guest with this question. Who is Jamie Young? Starting with the easy questions. That's what I like. Well, first and foremost, I'm a happy father. I'm a husband. I am a non-professional, love sports, athlete, love to play sports, watch sports. I'm maybe overly competitive at pretty much anything uh, you can throw at me. Love losing, though, you know, uh, not always not always winning. So, you know, love to learn, love to, to learn from mistakes. You know, winning's always better, but, but losing is, is okay, too. Um, love to work hard, love to play hard, love to spend time with my family, love the outdoors. You know, we chatted three years ago, moved down to Costa Rica from Canada. So, so that's, that's been nice. More, more tennis in the, the warm weather than in the minus 30 degrees Celsius. So, so that's me been in construction most of my life, uh, since my early twenties, that's been the sector I grew up in, in Northern Alberta in the oil, oil and gas sector. And yeah, it was usually focused on back in the day, focused on cost management and now more on the safety side. So that's, uh, that's me in a nutshell. Okay. 
Okay, similar question. Who's Scott Colbert? Yeah, well, I'm uh, similarly father, husband, uh, you know, two two great kids. Um, pretty pretty active, like like to be outdoors and running, biking, hiking, camping, those those sorts of things. Um, and 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 yeah, like uh, uh, Jamie was talking about, love to you know work hard, throw myself into uh, into projects, and uh, but. Do definitely like to hang out, cut loose, and and uh, kind of be myself with 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 my friends and uh, friends and family. So uh, that's that's my uh, quick summary. Right on, right on, right on. I'm I'm terrible with names. It's Cuthbert. Cuthbert, yeah. Cuthbert. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. terrible with names. I generally so I, when we uh, when I get together with people, I always ask people their names, and then I tell them I'm probably not going to remember them anyway. But, <laughs> and and we're going to go first names because we kind of always do. So, yeah, um, nice. so for for both of you, Scott, we'll start with you on this one. When you hear psychological health and safety, what pops to mind when you hear that? Yeah, for for me, it's um, you know I I I'm, I'm really excited that it, it's it's become a topic of, of discussion as, a, as of late because I think for me um, it, it is it's really just it's feeling safe it's 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 feeling comfortable kind of being yourself speaking your mind being accepted by people around you and and everybody having a, a positive kind of a constructive approach to things and um, I'm, I'm it's it's easy I think to take for granted, uh, you know, speaking from my personal experience, um, you know, white guy, uh, you know, tall, athletic, you know, those sorts of things. You go into social settings and and you bring some confidence with you and and you kind of convey that and you get accepted and 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 that that's sort of self fulfilling, you know, <laughs> you know. But but other people didn't necessarily have the same experience and. And and I think you know the the criticisms or or the uh, kind of ignoring people or talking over top of people or or making comments that erode confidence uh, you know it's it's self fulfilling as well and and so I think you know we we need to really recognize that even though it's not intentional we are alienating people we are making people feel uncomfortable we're kind of stealing their their confidence away when we really should be building them up. And making everybody feel feel comfortable and, and confident to come in and speak their mind and be themselves. So, sure, sure. J- Jamie, your thoughts. Uh, what does psychological health and safety mean to you? Yeah, I think it it kind of means everything. I think the the focus, the easy focus, is PPE. What's the hazard? You know, toolbox talk. That's been. I mean that. That's been my life for, you know, 25 years. But the reality is, is everywhere you go and every job you're doing and every conversation you're having, it you're, you're up here. You're up here before you get to work. You're up here at work, after work. It, you kind of can't get away from yourself. And we've all got this narrative and the experience, whether it's right or wrong. We've all got something going on. and And nobody... Not only do I feel that nobody knows what's really going on in someone else's life, quite frankly, many of us, and I'm speaking for myself, 
I don't know what's going on in my own life. You know, that narrative, all of a sudden you stop and listen to that self-talk. You're like, you know, hey, hey, man, you know, shut up. So so I think it's it's kind of everything. I think that the we're kind of like Scott said, we're at the first baby step of this whole awareness. Right. All of a sudden. Bringing to the, the light that this is something we are, if, if you can be safe all day long, but if, if you're not taking care of the psychological part of it, it doesn't matter how much PPE you have or how many toolbox talks you've been to, you're, you're at risk. So I, I think yeah. that it's, it's kind of everything. It's the main, it's the most important thing. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I, <laughs> there's rarely a textbook answer for this question. That's why tend to ask it to get people's perspectives because while there are some folks out there who could rattle off the so in, in my research I found oh almost a dozen different definitions of psychological safety uh, of psychosocial safety I mean it kind of you know they get kind of smushed together they are actually different but in probably nine or ten different countries have these different kind of views of the concept. But in the end, I don't know that it matters that they're slightly different. I think it matters that we're thinking about how important it is to consider what's going on. James, to your point, what's going on in people's head, not just yeah. what's going on their head, but what's going on in their head. <laughs> so we'll focus a lot more on the helmet and all that type of stuff, but what they're thinking about and how they're feeling at the time. And, and I'm also not here to suggest that one is more important than the other. I mean, I can feel safe all I want. And if you put me in a, you know, in a environment where there's, you know, chemicals or, uh, you know, a wet floor and I don't have, you know, the proper footwear, I, I may have come in feeling well. And now I don't because of the physical environment. So they're both important. I just think we don't give enough attention to the emotional, psychological kind of side of, of that discussion. So. Uh, a, a little let's 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 go in the wayback machine uh, a little bit. And so, how did you how did you really get interested in safety specifically? Kind of spending more time because we all come to this from different. You know, I I don't know anyone who was born a safety person. <laughs> I really don't. There might be someone. I I have met that person who was born in the crib, and they said, "Look, you're going to be a wonderful safety person." You're, our parents. <laughs> Our parent, parents, people around us, whoever, probably wanted us to be something else and not safety interested. So when did safety become an interest of, of yours? And uh, Jamie, we'll start with you on that one. What, what do you think? When did, when did it become a thing for you? Yeah, great, great question. A, a lot of it has to do with Scott, ultimately. But being in construction, just being around it, oil and gas, we're in the oil sands. It is heavy machinery. There is every known risk, <laughs> pinch points, crush, slash, just you name it. It is about the worst environment that you could, you could be in. And, you know, after, after 25 years, you've kind of been a part of it all. You've, you've, been a part of people going down with, you know, H2S exposure and people being crushed and there's another death and, you know, injuries galore. And you just, you know, we were always focused on, my experience was on the, the cost management side. 
And it, it was always interesting to me that the, everyone was always about on time, on budget, right? You always heard. And then there was the mantra of safety first. Like that was always the mantra. Every company I worked for, every, every oil and gas facility. But the real mantra, the, the real, the reality of the situation was that the, the money was the most important. And, and we all knew it wasn't, right? Everyone knows like, hey, what's more important, the money or the safety of the, of the people? And the easy answer is the safety of the people. But the actions weren't following the, the mantra. And mm. so it was always interesting to me. And then I don't want to steal Scott's thunder. But when, when Scott said, hey, and we were working together in a software company for, for cost management. But when Scott said, hey, I have this idea, Saferpedia, I said, I'm in. Because I, I felt in my heart of hearts that it is the most important thing. It is the only thing more important than money. And, and we got to shine a light on it. So, so let's do it. So, so that's how I, I've always been interested in safety. And Scott kind of kicked me over the line to. Yay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, Scott, what, what's your story? Uh, how, how did you end up being safety interested? Yeah, <clears throat> well, I, I, uh, I like the way back machine and talking about how nobody was born safety because I think that, and I, I'd like, you know, to put this out there as an informal poll and, you know, love to hear people's uh, feedback. But, you know, I, I think if you, if we reflect on our childhood, you know, teenage years, those sorts of things, like, you know, definitely, I always wanted to look out, you know, for my friends and family and make people, make sure people were safe and step up when, um, you know, talking about psychological safety, like step up when somebody's being bullied or picked on and, and you know, <clears throat> stand up for, for people who, who maybe had trouble standing up for themselves. And, and again, always, uh, you know, um, <laughs> it's much to Jamie's, uh, Chagrin, I'm always, I'm, I have a difficult time saying no, so I'm always <laughs> volunteering for things in the community and, and, um, and trying to help out, you know, you know, people who, who maybe don't have the same opportunities that, 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 that I have. So I think that, you know, I'm putting that out there to say how many other people who have found their way into safety didn't realize it was a profession, didn't realize it was, was something that they could pursue and kind of just their, their nature kind of found their, found their way to, to safety. Because I think that, you know, like my t teenage buddies used to make fun of me because I'd be putting that seatbelt on before I'd start the car, you know, and they'd be like, what's, you're like, uh, are you paranoid? And it's like, well, if I could put this on and, you know, reduce the risk of, of serious injury by 85%, it's not an inconvenience for me. And I'm going to make sure everybody else in the car is wearing their seatbelt too, right? So I think there's a little bit of maybe human nature involved in becoming you know, a, a safety person or involved in safety, but, you know, definitely like Jamie said, we had the cost management, we were in construction, safety is always a big thing. I always gravitated towards uh, the safety folks, you know, having lunch, you know, coffee breaks, you know, talking about what they were doing and feeling that there was a, there's a greater calling out there than, than managing the the dollars on a, on a, on a project. And, uh, and definitely safety, safety sort of called to me. And, and when I had the opportunity, I volunteered on the construction owner association safety committee. Again, <laughs> can't say no. So I, I volunteered on that committee and I 
sat around that table with with uh, with VPs, directors of, of health and safety from some of the largest uh, owners, you know, energy companies in North America, some of the largest contractors, and and you know, having a bit of a technology background, realizing they were struggling with adopting technology and using it to their their benefit. And that's really where, like Jamie said, where the idea for Safepedia came from was like, here's, I, I can't, I'm not going to do a better inspection. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to provide better combined space training, but we can help try to create a, a rallying point, you know, for for health and safety uh, folks, you know, and, and, and help make their lives a little easier by bringing content and education, you know, to, to one place. So that's, that's really how, uh, uh how I got involved in, in safety. But I think to your point, David, it's sort of a, it's always calling to, you know, people who are listening, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, uh, most of the folks that I know uh, that have a strong interest in safety have some, uh, some thing, some particular thing that happened it, or a series of things that happened that really got them interested. Some personal, some, Watching other people. I mean, I, I share often that, uh, I, uh, I started the fire rescue service and, and, uh, I saw my first colleague get, well, die on the job. I was 22 years old. And that's the part they didn't really tell me about. Cause nobody, you know, they, that's, it's not something you don't have a conversation about that. It just, and at the time, at the time, you know, the fire rescue service in the United States was losing about a hundred and 30 people a year. Uh, and based on the way we did things at the time, the likelihood of something bad happening is actually pretty high. But that's just not the conversation that was had. So when it stared me in the face, you know, it kind of changed, it changed my life, you know, and, and I just, I continue to think about it like all the time. Most of the things I do are still in service of not having that happen to somebody else. And now this conversation about Psychological health and safety helps me connect the fact that there was something, there was an environment that didn't allow us to speak up when things were going on. And it's not because they're bad people either. It's because everybody was baked in the same cake and, you know, hung out in the same, same quarters and, and, and that type of thing. So everybody kind of thought alike because otherwise you wouldn't be able to stay. So, uh, I, so, so, you know, this, uh, this, idea about something you know from a safety from a physical perspective is something that that is familiar to a lot of people but uh there's some i found that there's some emotional challenges with just trying to be a safety person so if you're trying to be you know scott to your point you're trying to be the person who talks about safety and the folks around you aren't really interested can, can you talk a little bit about what it's been like being the safety person sometimes environment in environments where people weren't as interested as you what's what's how's that been for you what's what's your experience been that way yeah well i think um you know look looking back and and like i said at the beginning i'm I'm glad things are changing i don't think they can change quick enough but 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 it's it's almost been uh you, you have the safety people on site. They're they're kind of doing their job. They don't necessarily get the respect <clears throat> that they they deserve, and they and they don't have the authority that they need in a lot of cases to uh, to, to implement the, you know their mandates as far as keeping people safe and <clears throat> and compliant you know on the job site. But but definitely again speaking 
specifically about the construction industry is there's there's sort of this attitude, the alpha male kind of attitude, a cowboy attitude. And if if you are a worker, if you are on site and you're trying to point out some of these things, like it's not just that people ignore you or they're not interested, but, you know, you'll often find there's some there's some sort of, uh, you know, hazing penalty, uh, punitive, you know, teasing some some harmful, uh, you know, uh, dis- disrespect that you can you can receive on the site if you're if you're trying to speak up. And, and so um, I don't I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent or or, uh, you know, get too personal. But I mean, there's there's been horrible stories of, like, that I've you know seen on the site of, of people being treated in, in really, really horrendous sort of ways because they were trying to speak up. They didn't feel physically safe and 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 trying to share that on on the job site just resulted in in uh you know sort of negative consequences i'm sure beyond what they what they ever anticipated and it just sort of sort of uh again self-fulfilling and perpetuating because 20 other people on site see that happening and they're certainly not going to speak up or share their thoughts or ideas or concerns and so it, it just, like I say, perpetuates and gets worse. And I'm, I'm optimistic that we can, we can start to change that. So. Absolutely. J- Jamie, your thoughts, any, uh, any experience like that in the oil and gas industry? Of course not. <laughs> that no. never happens there, right? <laughs> no, no. Oil and gas is, uh, is the epitome of uh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I agree with Scott. I think it's, it's historically been the alpha male, um, I mean, psychological safety, it's, it's difficult because it's invisible, I think to me is the, is the biggest challenge. And, and from a safety person's perspective, I'm not a safety professional, but I've known many, many, many safety professionals being in the office or the trailer, I'm always sitting right beside them. Hmm. And so, you know, we're getting to know each other. We're, we're chums, we're friends for the whole, the whole project. And more often than not, the safety person has not ever been a worker in, in my experience, in, in most cases. And, you know, there, there comes a, a very difficult responsibility of, okay, so you know all the rules, the safety rules. How, how, do, how should the worker stay safe? What do they need to do to be in compliance? And that's great, right? That's all the technical things. And then now you got to put yourself in a safety person's shoes and, and you're going to go out there and not only are you not a, a peer really to the worker who has been working for 20 years, knows how to build or do whatever they're doing. And you're out there saying, hey, you're you're not wearing the, the proper PPE and you're not doing the job right. and You can't be safe if and are. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the safety cop is now out there and not only are you not a peer you don't really know their job now you're trying to tell them what to do you're probably don't have experience in or training in in leadership or communication because i mean scott touched on it you're now the safety person like hey you can do safety sure i can do safety so so you might know all the rules and that's sort of where I think most safety people in, in my experience in the past have gravitated towards. It is that what I can see and PPE and, and know the hazard and what, what do I do to keep people in compliance? 
but all of a sudden you are now a coach, a leader, a, 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 you know, a supervisor, you're all these things. And, and it's, it's pretty tricky. And you don't know, again, back to psychological, you don't know what that person's going through at home. You don't know if they've got addictions or problems in the family or someone, you know, you have no idea what's going on and you're rolling in like you're in charge of safety. And, and a lot of times that, that doesn't go, that doesn't go so well. So yeah, I mean, pile it all on and, and are there challenges in oil and gas? And I'd say there are infinity problems in, in oil and gas, especially when it comes to being a safety person. So yeah, that's my, that's my two cents Canadian. Well, well, let me, let me validate that uh, even in sectors where you probably do know what's going on. So my first opportunity to be a safety officer, I was a fire captain. I'd been on a job for a bunch of years and got promoted. Like what I didn't really know was the technical aspect of safety because I didn't have any certifications, didn't really study it, but I knew the job uh, and they gave me the role. And uh, that, that, that actually got me on this quest to want to learn more about it. But yeah. even in situations where, people's technical expertise may be there. It is, it's as if organizations and industries and cultures say safety is important until somebody actually does it. And particularly when they try to do it in ways that are a little bit different from everybody else. That you just, you got to get the pushback. And, and again, both of you mentioned it. The reality is most organizations are about money first and people second. And they, I don't think they should be. Right. But if you give give folks the choice, that's the one they tend to pick as well. How much does it cost? And, and that that even goes into the public sector. How much is it going to cost us? We're going to have to raise taxes and blah, 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 blah. But what about the human beings? And ultimately, when we do focus on the human beings, we're going to save you money later anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. some, so based on these, either these experiences or something happened that Two of you all get together and come up with this idea about something called safopedia. So again, back, back in the wayback machine again. So what is safopedia? What does that mean, Jamie? I'll start with you, and I'll end up with Scott. Go ahead. What is that? No, I, I want to defer to Scott. It's his idea. You know, hey, sure, I was in when he when he asked, but I'm going to defer to Scott because it was his. His baby up uh, up in the the old mainframe. So okay, I'll definitely defer. Scott, I'll go next. I'll correct all of his uh, mistakes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it it I was I was driving home. I was I was in a three hour drive, two and a half hour drive from 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 home. I'd been at a construction owner association safety committee meeting, um, and and a, a little kind of mini conference got together we were talking about all these ideas and and again i just as, as a as a member of the committee who you know had a different perspective i just kept hearing safety professionals again senior people in large organizations saying you know i wish there's one place i could go to get the information that i need i spend so much time you know trying to track down what what the current legislation is you know what the current guidelines are what what the owner wants, you know, what the general contractor wants. And, and I'd love to spend more time, you know, in the field, keeping people safe and less time behind my desk looking for this information. And, and that's really driving home. 
you know, I was about halfway home and, and Safepedia popped into my head and <clears throat> I couldn't get home or couldn't get to the office fast enough. I, I didn't go home. I went straight to the office and <clears throat> registered the domain name and, you know, filed, filed the trademark, <clears throat> you know, with, with their lawyer and, and just, just, uh, you know, had that, had that idea and, and, um, not sure if I'm jumping ahead, you know, in questions, but it, it was, I, we were asking earlier who, who, who Scott Cuthbert is. And I'm, I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I want to, you know, chase shiny objects and the new, new, new thing is always the best thing. And, um, and, but, but with Safepedia and I, you know, started a, a couple of businesses, jumped into different things uh, over the years. But with Safepedia, I just felt like it was this really good idea. We could make a real impact with it. And, and it sort of germinated that idea for a couple of years and, uh, and socialized it with, with peers and colleagues and people in the industry. And everybody I spoke to kind of took ownership of what Safepedia means. It m meant something to everybody, even without me kind of explaining it in, in great detail. If you were a hockey mom, it meant, you know, head, you know, pro proper hockey equipment, head protection, concussion protocol, you know, and if, if you were, a, you were a construction worker, it meant, you know, proper training, co proper compliance, proper legislation. So it, like I said, it germinated for a few years and it realized that it resonated with everybody that I spoke to. And then, um, you know, Jamie and I were working together and I think, I think his story was wrong. Because he he said he said I told him about the idea for Safepedia and he said he was in. I don't even think I got through the whole entire word. I think I said I have this idea for Safeo and he said I'm in before I even finished uh, Opedia. So um, yeah, so that that's that's really where, where where the idea came from and and what what we wanted to be is that that rallying point for for folks out in the field who who need to get to that information you know quickly without. Uh, so wondering if they have the right information, you know, or spending days and days, um, you know, searching for it. Hi, listeners. Jason here. We hope you're enjoying this latest podcast episode. Now, if you're like Joelle, Alicia, and myself and enjoy learning from the best, then the Flourish DX Academy is for you. The Academy includes free e-learning courses on the ISO 45003 standard for psychological health and safety at work and associated topics such as how to conduct a psychosocial risk assessment and how to create the business case for psych health and safety. All courses feature high-quality videos, downloadable resources, multi-choice questions and a downloadable training certificate on completion. Take your learning to the next level with all Flourish DX Academy courses included within the Flourish DX mobile app. Select podcast episodes from the Psych Health and Safety Podcast and sister podcasts from Canada and the USA are also included. Get started with Flourish DX for free at www.flourishdx.com forward slash get hyphen started. That's www.flourishdx.com forward slash get hyphen started. Now back to this episode. Sure. J Jamie, what? So does he have this right or is there, what parts can you fill in that he may have missed? <laughs> yeah, that's. That's basically right. I mean, as right as, as right as he can be. Yeah. I think the, the one, the one part that I would say it, it did germinate for a little while. We were both in our cost management software world and, and in fact, we were competitors for quite a while. And then we ended up, I knew of Scott. I saw him maybe to here and there. And then we ended up partnering. And then when he, when he brought, brought the idea, I was like, yeah, that, you know, again, that's the only thing more important than money is safety. So, 
So let's do it. And then, you know, and, and then Corey Jansen of Investopedia fame was also our third, third partner. And he had done um, many other, you know, the Investopedia and a bunch of other Opedia style publications. And so that really, really got the ball rolling, I would say, from a getting started standpoint. You know, we didn't know anything about publications and, you know, we were trying to do it one day per week kind of thing. And um, as as many people have heard the expression, you just got to burn the boats. So <laughs> I have so heard we, that one. Uh, it might be a Tony Robbins or a Les <laughs> Brown thing, but right. you uh, you just got to dive in and do it. You, mm. If you're going to do something that you're passionate about and, and everyone's at different perspectives, but we had an opportunity to really dive in and go full time, um, <laughs> you know, hard hard days, months, years, you know, when you're in startup mode and, and, and Scott always says shiny objects and, you know, sometimes they're not that shiny <laughs> in, in the beginning. And, and so there was a lot of sacrifice and exciting moments. And as hard as it was, it, I don't think there's a, a day where it's been um, a second thought or a second guess, like, are we doing the right thing? It's always been that higher calling. We're doing it for other people to stay safe, not for people to save money or get rich, mm. right? So, mm. so it has been quite a, a different perspective. Um, that's maybe what ten years ago. I don't know, eight eight years ago. Wow! And wow. and I want to throw in there as well the original idea. Now I'm stealing Scott's words, so I'm paraphrasing. But the original idea was that rallying point for safety people to come together. But we had that opportunity with, with the Opedia model to be a publication. And so, again, I'm probably jumping ahead to the questions, but we are now coming full circle where we had the online forward kind of one-way communication of a publication, like an online magazine, where we weren't engaging with the safety professionals. We weren't engaging with the workforce. And so four years ago, we had, we, again, Scott and his shiny ideas had the idea for Safety Connect. Hey, let's do an online virtual conference. And this was pre-COVID. I want to give Scott full full props for coming up with an, a, an online conference before COVID even happened. And, and on the record, I said, that is the stupidest idea that I've ever heard. It'll never work. And here we are four years later, three awesome, you know, virtual conferences later. And, and that was the turning point. We were, we were now engaging in the conversation and, and it's, it's everything. And you said the word people, people, it, it's got to start with people. And that's sort of what we found after this whole publication thing has been going on it's been great and we're fortunate but now we're getting back to the the harnessing of the collective genius as scott says and 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 yeah it's even more exciting so it's, it's getting better by the minute yeah that's uh it's an interesting thread that runs between you know most of these conversations that there's an interest in safety but there's an interest in there's an interest in safety that is not necessarily focused on money first. Uh, I, I heard a while back that there are three reasons that people engage in safety activities. The first reason, and it is in, in, a, in order to me, 
First reason is that they feel that they have an ethical, moral responsibility to engage. And so it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And there are those that believe that safety is the right thing. It doesn't matter about all this other stuff. I mean, if folks were to look at my <laughs> look at my banner on LinkedIn myself, safety is not everything. Safety is the only thing, at least for some of us. It is. Because if you are, first of all, if you're killed, it doesn't really matter. You can't take it with you. And if you're injured, you know, severely enough, there's not enough money to fix it. Yeah. So safety is 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 a moral and ethical responsibility. But the second reason why some people do it, they don't, it's not really a moral thing, but it will save you a crap ton of money. It will. I mean, there is no question. So an injury to an employee at, a, at any, your average business, when they have to see a doctor is going to cost them, going to cost the company $42,000, according to the National Safety Council. They have to see a doctor, 42000 And that depends on, that's certainly not, you know, in New York or California or Florida or someplace in a big city where the doctors and the healthcare is going to cost more. So let's say 42 to 80, if you kill them, it's going to cost 1.3 million. So not killing people and not injuring people will save you money. And the third reason is because you have to. And because of the structure of laws, you know, across North America, some people have to, and some people don't, we can say everybody does, but that's not true. It's not true. It is not true. In the United States, we have the Occupational Safety and Health Act. It doesn't apply to everybody. It doesn't. It doesn't apply to state local governments for certain because of the 10th Amendment. So as a worker in most of my life in the public sector, I don't I didn't get the same level of protection that a private sector worker would because OSHA won't make a local government treat their people who, you know, have a safety program. And many of them don't. Many of them don't. So, again, back to this point. That, that's the thread here is about this really is about safety and it's about the safety of people. The safety of things comes later, but the safety of people is more important than the safety of things the vast majority of the time. It really is, particularly when we're talking about severity. And that also includes safety interested people, which is a, another thread I've tried to drop in here is that not everybody has a credential. Not everybody has a certification. But there are people who are safety interested. I have an interest in safety and I need to. And sometimes it's hard to find other people who, you know, you come across as nerdy. You come across as too compliance focused. You come across as all these things. And it's hard to find a place to be able to to say the quiet safety part out loud. And so recently uh, you all come up with another idea. I'm not sure who had this one first. Uh, about forming this thing called a Safepedia community. So who wants to tell tell me a little bit about that idea? <clears throat> okay, okay. <laughs> back back to Scott again. Another shiny object idea, but yeah, well and and Jamie Jamie touched on it, but that was really the the initial idea for Safepedia was to be uh, an online community for for safety professionals or safety uh, you know safety minded people safety interested people I like the way you said that David yeah um, be- because the as as you know I mean you can you can you can read all the guidelines you can read all the legislation um, when when you get out to the to the to the job site you know or the the, the shop floor. There's a whole bunch of moving parts, <laughs> and and a lot of times it's not obvious, you know, how to interpret 
you know, legislations or best practices. And so that that experience sharing, um, that being able to, you know, hey, you know, call, call an expert or, or talk to a buddy, <clears throat> uh, I think is in- invaluable. And that was really the initial idea for Safety was more of harnessing the collective genius, bringing, bringing safety people together um, to collaborate. Uh, you know, one of the things that I heard over the years was, uh, uh, you know, we're really great at, at developing best practices, but we really suck at implementing them, <clears throat> you know? And, and, and so it's like, can we come together, you know, as a, as a community and become more effective and more efficient as, as safety people. And so, we, um, like Jamie mentioned, when we meet, met Corey, he said, I don't know about building out a, an online community, but I do know about building out a publication. And, and if we do that, then we can, you know, build a brand, build an audience, build a bit of a reputation, and then we can see where it goes from there. So we kind of started small with, with the publication. Um, <clears throat> like Jamie said, we, we did Safety Connect. Um, 2020, 2021, 2022, and again next week, um, you know, 2023. And it's it's really been, um, I, I'll just pause for a second and I'll say, D- David, you you know, if I came to Jamie with the idea for Safeopedia, you know, came to him with the idea for Safety Connect. Do, do you think he, do you think he'd give me credit and, you know, <laughs> you know, just agree with everything else I come up with? No, you know, he's still... Uh, <laughs> Still has to challenge every idea I bring forward, even though you know have those two good ones. But only, only because I know who has to implement it. All. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good idea. But, 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 doing Safety Connect, coming together as a community and interacting and engaging—it's—it's it's really been the most rewarding thing that that we've done. Um, and and the feedback that we receive when we did the post conference surveys and we, we interview exhibitors and we interview uh, attendees, they say, Hey, why, why can't we do this more regularly? Why do we have to do wait once a year to do this? It's online. It's, it's, it's very accessible. It's very convenient. Why can't we do this more often? So we, we've spent the last, I say the Royal, we, um, you know, we've spent the last year looking at platforms, um, we're changing our conference platform this year to one that is more community focused where where we can keep it up and running for the entire year and and hopefully keep those conversations going, be there to support each other and 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 start to make you know valuable connections. And I know there's Facebook and LinkedIn and there's other other platforms out there, but there's so much noise, you know and and there's there's so much uh, salesy stuff, spammy stuff, self-promotion stuff. You know, we, we wanted to, again, back to psychological safety, we wanted to create a place that's uh, uh, inclusive, welcoming, you know, safe and, and, and self-moderated to, to some extent as well so that, you know, we can kind of weed out the, the, the people who aren't trying to add value and, and they're just trying to extract value and really focus on on people who are there to to support and help each other, <clears throat> because I think again, um, getting on my getting on my soapbox, David. But <clears throat> you know the, the the people who who have contributed the most to Safety Connect's success are the ones that say they receive the most benefit from from being part of that community. Right. <clears throat> if you if you sit quietly on the sidelines, you'll you'll get your CEUs and you'll. You'll see some cool sessions and, and some interesting topics, but if you jump in and you participate and you interact and you ask questions and you answer questions, you, you'll walk away um, 
you know, with, with much more value than, than, than you've given. And, and right. so that, that's the community that we're trying to create. Sure. Jamie, your thoughts on, uh, on the community that's, that's, uh, that's emerging? Yeah, I, I love it. I love the fact, <laughs> and, and we joke, you know, Scott's, Scott's ideas and that kind of thing, but the, the thing that I like about it the most is, and Scott touched on it, you know, social media has become this, I mean, I, I always use my thumb. It's this giant, endless feed of, of stuff, noise. And, and a lot of it is good, right? It's not all spam. It's not all sales. There's a lot of great conversations and, and you just keep scrolling and, and just kind of dialing it back to, to safety professionals and the sharing of information. You know, a, a Google search with some effort will point you to the right legislation, you know, the, the technical details of it, right? The rules. But where the challenge comes in is the interpretation or the implementation of the rule or a best practice. And, and it's that experience of the safety professional, to, at least in my experience, is really that, that level that's missing. So, so we're trying to capture that where when there is a conversation going on, instead of just going into the ether or the black hole of, of LinkedIn never ending feed, you know, can we organize that information? Can we, can we have conversations around the information? Oh yeah. I asked a question and David answered it and Scott answered it. And, you know, Sally answered it and 9,000 people said, you know what, Sally's answer is the best answer, or there's iterations of that answer. And so, because certainly someone is going to ask the same question as someone else, and, and why reinvent the wheel? Why start a whole new conversation, but now it's in the community, you can search for it, it's organized, it's categorized, to, to bring you that information, and you can have a conversation around it. And you can also maybe reach out to Sally and say, Hey, Sally, I saw you answered this. Do you mind having a conversation? And of course, hey, yeah, you're in the community too. Let's, let's have a chat. Let's get on a Zoom call, whatever it might be. And, and learning from that experience firsthand. And maybe she's in your industry and maybe she's not. But I think to me, that's, that's the biggest thing about the community is, seems like there's a theme here of people, but hmm. you know, finding a PDF of the rule doesn't help me or the worker when I've got a situation or when I want to learn something new, whether I'm 20 years in the industry, it's almost worse if you're brand new, right. where do you go to, right. you can't fire, no pun intended, drink out of the fire hose, right. but you know, how do you find out from the experienced personnel instead of trying to wade through all the, the technical documentation? And I think that's where the community is going to really Fill a, fill a gap in the industries. Yeah, I I like both of you. Uh, I enjoy shiny objects. Uh, I realize that they start off shiny and they lose their luster at some point. Then I move on to something else. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's okay. It, if, you know, the, the good book talks about the fact that for everything, there's a time and a season. And so to get engaged, and I, I, I like the idea 
of starting things fresh and starting them beginning with the end in mind. Because many of the associations, organizations, communities, companies, many things, many things that I've gotten involved in from a safety perspective were not built for me, by me, or with anything about me considered at all. You know, they were because I wasn't in the room when they started. And and the folks who were in that room at the time thought very narrowly about, so there's five of us, what do we want? And what I've observed, you know, observing some of the startup of the community is that it has started with this, we're safety people, safety interested people. Where are we going? We're not totally sure, but we want it to be a safe space to be able to do it. And it stopped it. As opposed to it's going to be this, it's going to be a bunch of rules and regulations. And da, da, da. We've got plenty of rules and policies. And, and, and you know, back to your point, we can all find a, you know, an OSH regulation or something from the, you know, WHO. We can find a policy for everything. What we're missing often is just the humanness that says we're not totally sure about where this is going, but does it feel safe while we're doing it? And if it does, let's do a little bit more of it until it starts to feel unsafe to us or until we recognize a hazard in front of us and, and, and not, not feel like that, you know, it's not a, it's not a police state. It's not a, it's not yeah. an auditor, uh, you know, a, a dictatorial type. It's not that it's a place for people to, to hang out really with other similarly, not identically minded. That's the other yeah. part. Don't have to be identically minded, but similarly minded. We what's the deal? Safety. We do safety here. And I, and so again, I just kind of like the concept, like the idea, uh, and, and certainly, you know, honored to be able to have some conversations with you all about about the topic. So as we as we start to wrap this, uh, you know, I think there was a mention that you know, Safety Connect version three or version four actually for 2023, uh, as this podcast is released, it's coming up next week. So folks have an opportunity to, you know, to take a look and come to some of the presentations, uh, including one I'll be doing, <laughs> um, that, that I think you'd certainly benefit. But if folks want to learn more about the community, about Safepedia, about, you know, some of the discussions that we've been having, uh, you know, Jamie, what would you suggest to people who just want to find out a little bit more? Yeah, uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you, David, for having us on, that's for sure. Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting close. I would say safetyconnect2023.com would be probably the best place to find out about Safety Connect. And at Safety Connect will be the place to find out about the community. That's the official launch. We're close enough now that it's, it's not a secret or probably not a secret, but the official launch will be at Safety Connect. And I don't want to jump on, on Scott's thunder here, but David, you, you hit something that we haven't really talked about, about the community. And, and that's the, we're all similar minded. And, and one of the things that's really surprised me the most is, you know, we've had all these as we're getting the community going. And I don't know if this is Scott's idea or not. I'm going to say it was my idea. So this was, I'm sure it wasn't, but the idea to have founding members be a part of the community to help 
decide what goes on in the community and how the community happens and trying to get, while similar-minded folks, different perspectives. And from the onset, that's been the goal, is to really have that inclusiveness and diversity in the community from all aspects of diversity. And the thing that, and, and you joked the other day on, on a call, David, but the thing that surprised me the most and, and excites me the most is, you know, Scott and I put together an agenda and this is how we're going to roll and this is our meetings and we've got it all planned out over the next, you know, eight weeks. And honestly, in meeting number one, the, the meeting went so awesome and so off the rails from what we thought was going to happen. And, and Scott and I met after and we were like, well, that's that uh, genie's out of the lamp. And and it was awesome. The community, you guys took full control. And, and I'll use that word loosely, but that was the, the best thing that ever could have happened. So, you know, it isn't it isn't the Scott and Jamie show rolling out a community. We're almost relegated to the background, you know, dealing with the tech and trying to make sure that what you all as the founding member group decide gets rolled into there. So it's been quite an experience and, and yeah. thanks for just making it like that. So I, I want I, I, Scott, go ahead. Yeah, no, you did. You did steal the, the thunder, but I, I'm glad you jumped on that. And, and I did want to mention that we do have, you know, you have the idea for the community, but, but it's there to serve the, the people. And so we, we got the founding members together and, and we we're fortunate enough to have David as one of the, one of the founding members. And we got together that first meeting and we we're like, okay, well, let's talk about code of conduct, right? And, <laughs> and I think David and some others were like, well, what are our core values? Before we, before we start talking about how we're going to conduct ourselves, what are our core values? And, and I think David, you asked, like, what kind of, what kind of community do we want to be, right? Like, let's define that you know before we start talking about uh, the tags in the in the forum yeah. or what groups we should set up it's like who do who do we want to be when when we grow up and and so yeah just just like jamie said i, I think that it's 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 not it, it is called the Savepedia community but it is it's really the community for for anybody who wants to jump in and participate and and contribute and and we're we don't have any you know, predefined ideas or mandates. <clears throat> we just want it to be a place where, where people come together, support each other, share, <clears throat> you know, make, make the industry, industry better. And, and, and I think it's a, a jump, jumping around a, a little bit, but, um, you know, one, one thing that keeps popping into my head as, as we're talking is, is about health and safety. <clears throat> and David, you talked about you can't take your money with you when you're gone and you mentioned, you know, if you get seriously injured, then there's no money that can, can help that. And, and I think that that health comes before safety because, because if, if we, if we aren't healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, then, then we can't be safe. And, and so, um, again, I'm using up our last few minutes, you know, to get on my soapbox, but I think if we look at a lot of these industries where we have trades, um, you know, being somebody who wasn't successful in school, you know, you get you get pushed in that direction, right? And I think that we're pushing people who have anxiety, 
who 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 have um, you know issues that aren't 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 achieving academic success, and we're kind of shuffling them off into some industries where it's like, well, don't worry, you, you know, we, we won't address what's the real problem is. We're just gonna we're just gonna push you into an industry that will be accepting of you if if you're not uh, you know getting A's in, in calculus. And and I think that. And then we kind of turned a blind eye and, and we talked about the, the scenarios on the site. So I think that bringing this help, you know, psychological health, mental health, you know, to the forefront is, is extremely important because, yeah, the PPE will, will keep, keep us physically safe. But if we're not mentally healthy, then, uh, then we can't be safe. So. Absolutely. Well, uh, Scott, Jamie. Uh, thanks to both of you for spending some time with me to chat about this uh, really important effort that you've launched. Uh, if you're watching this episode on the Flourish DX YouTube page, please do like, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, if you're watching or listening to podcasts for the first time, welcome. Hopefully something that you have heard or seen is going to encourage you to come back and see us again in the future. If you'd like to check out previous episodes of the podcast, they can be found at psychhealthandsafetyusa.com. And we'd love for you to become a part of the Psych Health and Safety USA movement by connecting to us on LinkedIn. And uh, we, there, are, there are lots and lots and lots of uh, great things that are going on in the extension of the community who is interested in psychological health and safety here in the United States. And that's it. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right there and look forward to uh, our next episode of the Psych Health and Safety USA podcast. Thanks a lot. Tune in each Friday for new episodes of the Psych Health and Safety USA podcast. If you have a story or know of one that needs to be told, reach out to us on LinkedIn or send an email to david at id2-solutions.com or go to the Flourish DX website at flourishdx.com. We'll see you next time.